Greetings and welcome to Eastern Promise. I'm Mike Rigby, and you are very welcome aboard this fresh slice of Eastern Promise. Together, we'll explore the best the East of England has to offer. This week, augmented reality architect James Lee Burgess of Urban XR takes me on a tour of the award-winning Digitech factory at City College Norwich. Truly, it is a unique building designed to closely mimic a tech sector workplace with a striking modern look. Is that all? Not even close! Prepare for your first bite of Sink the City 2022. And finally, ah, autumn. Keats' season of mists and mellow fruitfulness. Traditionally, a time for Thanksgiving. So, let's hear what you're thankful for in this week's Crowd Sorcery. First of all, let's see what's been happening in the east of England. The John Innes Centre, a globally renowned powerhouse of plant science based in Norwich, is finding new ways to feed the world. Varieties of reduced height or semi-dwarf wheat that are more resilient to drought may soon be grown in fields across the globe following an exciting scientific discovery. Researchers at the John Innes Centre, working alongside an international team of scientists, have discovered height-reducing gene RHT13. This means that seeds can be planted deeper in the soil, giving access to moisture without the adverse effect on seedling emergence seen with existing wheat varieties. John Innes Centre group leader Dr Philippa Borrell said, The discovery of the gene, its effects and exact location on the wheat genome means that we can give breeders a perfect genetic marker to allow them to breed more climate-resilient wheat. The benefits of the new semi-dwarfing gene may include stiffer stems, better able to withstand stormier weather. As Dr Borrell explains, in dry environments, the alternative reduced height gene will allow farmers to sow seeds at depth and not have to gamble on the seedlings emerging. We think the stiffer stems could result in less lodging where stems fall over and help to enhance resistance response to certain pathogens. Congratulations to Dr Borrell and all at the John Innes Centre for this amazing step forward. Its global reputation for excellence in plant science is more than deserved. And who doesn't like a stiffer stem? What? On the matter of excellence, my guest in a few moments, James Lee Burgess, unveiled Urban XR's latest augmented reality projects for the BT's Robotics Festival at the company's Applied Research HQ at Adastral Park in Suffolk. The new Manufacturing Customer Showcase will be open for tours featuring two AR experiences by Urban XR. The festival itself was a sellout smash, so congratulations to James Lee Burgess, to Lisa Perkins, and all at Adastral Park. If you missed it, you can find out much more about Urban XR's work by going to urban-xr.com. And that's the news this week. 
send me your stories to newsdesk at easternpromise.site. The tech sector is one of the east of England's fastest growing industries. From the groundbreaking developments emerging from BT's applied research labs at Adastral Park, the University of Essex's strides into artificial intelligence, the artisan feel of the Norwich tech sector with its thriving gaming industry, world-class universities and huge events like Sync the City, to the colossal pull of Cambridge for tech giants like Apple, Amazon, Google and Roku. Our region is in the vanguard. The challenge, how to stay there. How to keep talented young people flowing through the education system and into the region's tech industry, maintaining the east of England's digital cutting edge. Maybe that cutting edge is why Coffee Architects, ProWorks, RG Carter and City College Norwich put such a striking sawtooth roofline on the Digitech factory, the award-winning facility at the college's campus on Ipswich Road. With 60 miles of cabling, over 300 PCs and more than 500 monitors in the factory, students in architectural design, animation, video editing and virtual reality will have an experience as close as a college can get to an actual industry workplace. I asked Urban XR's James Lee Burgess to not only show me this incredible building at close quarters, but to let me have a go on some of the augmented reality technology he used to help design it. Okay, well, the Digitech factory. In this place, there is, and you can tell I've done my research, three quarters of a million quid's worth of computer gear. And if there's one man who knows his way around the, you know, the very latest <laughs> bleeding edge technology, it's my guest today. Introduce yourself, sir. Hi, Mike. I am James Lee Burgess from Urban XR. And I was involved in this project right from its very early days inception. The linchpin. 2018, in fact. Yeah. You were the linchpin, I think it's fair to say, sitting in the, in, in the, uh, in the nexus between client <laughs> and contractor. And, you know, so many people, and I don't want to get in, in trouble with Chris Darkey again, so many people have contributed to this, this fantastic building. It's New Anglia Local Enterprise Partnership, the Department for Leveling Up uh, Communities and Local Government. I think I missed housing in there, whatever it is this week. Uh, DLUC. Norwich City Council put this forward as one of its uh, town fund bids. You've got this very college, City College Norwich, dipping into its own pocket to fund this fantastic building. And we are going to find out so much more about it today in the company of James Lee Burgess. I will now stop rabbiting on. Tell us, James Lee Burgess, tell us all about this building. Take us around, show us. We're standing in one of the computer classrooms. There's high-tech gizmos aplenty all around us. Wires, there's mile, about 60 miles of cabling in this building. What, what are we going to start with? Yeah, well, this room is one of the labs on the lower ground floor. Um, and it's got a lovely double height space, as you can see. Um, so the idea for these, so there's three of these on this floor. Um, and these focus on electronics. Uh, this one's actually a sort of a, a more of a flexible space, which is more of a classroom space. Whereas the, the two next door are more specific in their uses. There's electronics, and I think there is also uh, so what to do with manufacturing tech as well, but, you know, I need to look into yeah. that. So it's, it's 
two and a half thousand square is it square feet or square meters. Square I meters. Square meters. Thank you. Yeah. And and one of the labs. This is this building is. I think I'm right in saying, isn't it? It's centered around giving students the the most realistic experience of a, of a tech based workplace they're going to get anywhere outside of the actual doing the actual job. We've got huge screens on the wall and another one suspended from the ceiling for those sitting slightly further away. Uh, it, it is bright, it is clean, it is airy. It's you know it's a very warm day outside, but it's very cool in here. So what 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 are these? What, is, is that the kind of inspiration for this space, that, that industrial experience. Yes, totally. I mean, that was in, one of the inspirations behind the entire project, actually. <clears throat> we had some early meetings because I was involved. You know, I can't lay claim. Post-construction, uh, we were involved in the interiors. But up to planning, um, I was a part of the team um, project managing the, the delivery up to planning and also the bid to the LEP. And part of that process in getting the bid ready for the LEP was also looking into uh, precedents and one of the one of the projects we did look at we went down to newer where they have a lot of um inhabited space sort of like um post your know, old industrial spaces potentially those kind of things we were looking at and that kind of inspired coffee architects to take this idea of a steel frame which is then exposed which you can see with the columns yep. and the cross bracing so it's a very expressive building mm -hmm. and the surface is exposed as well so there's this kind of feel that this building possibly could have been here before and has been changed as time ago went on. So that was one of the important aspects and creating these lofty double height spaces as well was important to that. That's fascinating because as you say, it creates kind of a very a living building. I mean, we're looking at now the, the, the massive steel struts painted white, very lovely and clean, but it does, it, it creates that, again, that industrial space that companies will have because they don't just you know move around they 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 broadly stay in the same place and reinvent the spaces to suit themselves and you're right it really does feel like a space that has been used and repurposed over time um yeah, as i say very much a living space you've got i see with you you've brought with you your, your the tools of your trade your your augmented reality uh hololens and to what extent did that did you use that on this building yeah, well, in the first stages, before because the first up to planning, I was working with Lampro, and, and we brought the team together to deliver the building overall at Lampro. And then I left Lampro to set up my architecture and technology as it is now business, just after this went in for planning. And then post planning, we set up set up Excel Works as it was by then and we invested in HoloLens and then over the lockdown period in 2019 because the, the, the project got funding from the LEP in 2019 at the start of 2019 um, and actually in post lockdown in the lockdown period in 2020 no 2019 so I can get my ears wrong 2019 we had the HoloLenses and I started thinking about how we might be able to use HoloLenses in conjunction with the work that was going on at the Digitech factory, because they seemed like a really good crossover. And we came up with something called Construct XR, which was a, a, a side project that went alongside the construction team and the project, where the design team worked with us in using the HoloLenses, the AR headsets on site to test out different capabilities. And that went really well. And that's been part of our journey to get to four national construction finals with that. Construct Textile program, which has been really great. That is an amazing uh, track record of success just for this building alone. What's the advantages, um, if you want to just expound on that, what's the advantages of using 
that technology? Because that, that, that's something you've really kind of, certainly in the east of England, you, you really are the pioneer of yeah. uh, augmented reality technologies and its use in architecture. So what's the advantages there? Well, it's, it's very different. Uh, a lot of people still think it's VR, but it, this is not. It's not. So it's not. So this brings a 3D, um, it's not technically a hologram, but people call it a hologram, into the space that you're in. So you can, it has a visor and a lens which uh, projects the hologram into your eyes and you can still look at people, you're still aware of your environment and that's why it can be used in a construction site. So we've got two of these with helmets attached, so it's health and safety is, that, is fine. So we're able to use it walking around site and place things like mechanical and electrical layouts in the spaces it was being developed. We were able to place interior layouts. We were able to put the, the structure, the structural model of the building on site before it was installed. That was a really interesting um, time of testing because that worked with Clancy engineers, the structural engineers, and also the main contractor Carter's worked with us on that. And uh, yeah, so. I think the idea that we are able to take the 3D building information and place it within the hands of the on-site contractor and subcontractors is really powerful. Because yeah. that's not something that's happened before. Everybody works off 2D drawings, possibly with an iPad looking at some 3D stuff. But to be able to see it at one-to-one -one scale placed accurately within the space helps coordination and just understanding so much more. So that yeah. workflow is, is cut, is really sort of like streamlined and that side of things. You've, I mean, you, you are absolutely right because I've been lucky enough to, you've let me try these things before and we, we weren't actually on site, but you did let me look at the steels, I think, of yeah. the building where I, you're right, it's not uh, VR, it's not virtual reality, it's augmented reality in that I could see the room I was in, and I could see all my surroundings, but I could still see in front of my face this wire uh, diagram of the steels of this building and it's very distinctive sawtooth roof, uh, which I think I'm right in saying is, is uh, it, inspired by, uh, was it um, the headquarters, was it Coffee? Yes. In, yeah. in King's Cross in London. Yeah. Uh, and um, you can see that, you can manipulate it, you can turn it into, see it from any angle, big, small, go right inside, but still be aware of your surroundings, which I think is a power, you're right, you're so right, it's a powerful tool to have on site. And you say this is up for this is up for four awards. Is, is it one four already, or is it in, in the it running got, for? Six well, stuff? we got to the final of we're in the finals for four for digital construction. So those three of those are passed. We got highly commended at the Constructing Excellence Award we're, uh, last January, I think. Yes, or was it this January? I'm losing track of time now. I'm losing track of time as well. <laughs> I think it was about then. It's, it's, it doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah, it seems a very long time ago. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll be you'll be able to to, to hear the highlights of the, of, uh, the Constructing Excellence Awards on Eastern Promise, and uh, we'll, we'll put the, the link to those episodes uh, in the notes for this one uh, when this goes out. And, uh, but, you know, it is an extraordinary track record of success from a very inclusive team um, that you were so happy that night. You were also absolutely oh, yes. cock-a-hoop, I think is, is, is the word, uh, to, 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 have, uh, to have scooped that one. And, uh, you yeah, know, I think that was for building of the year, whereas mm. the technology one was last year. So yeah, ah, so building right. of the year. So I'm, it I'm... continues to win. So it, it, it's a Construct Exile program, which includes Digitech and mm. Norwich Castle. So I have to give yes. a shout out to Norwich Castle. I was going to come on to Norwich Castle. So tell us, okay. well, I mean, we're in this building now, but let's, let's digress briefly over, the, over, yeah. into, over into the town centre, as it were. Yeah. Tell us about how you're working on Norwich Castle. So yes, we've been working with Connersby engineers, 
who are the structural engineers for the refurbishment project at Norwich Castle Museum, which is a massive project where the Grade 1 listed castle keep is, has been stripped out and they're putting in um, new floors, a, big, a huge new steel frame and a roof terrace. So it's been a major project which has been involved, you know, it's, it's been years in the making. It's now on site They've, and um, one of, the, of course, it's a very, very historic structure. So placing a steelwork construction within that space is very sensitive. There's lots of like areas that have to be avoided. There's lots of coordination involved. So we work with Connersby to take their structural um, model uh, from their Revit 3D program, which they were using, and then place it in that space at one-to-one -one scale so people could walk around it and look at the structure at scale. And Connersby actually used that as a coordinating uh, process within their workflow, which was really exciting for us to, to be able to see that technology saving them time and um, making their processes a lot more. So be before, we, before we sort of move on and explore a bit more of this fantastic building, I just want to talk briefly mm. about the other work you're doing, because you're doing, I don't know, you, know you, may, you, you may be able to tell me and then you'll have to kill me, but uh, what, what's the nature of the work you're doing? Because you're doing some work with BT, aren't you? Yes, yeah, so we won a project at the start of this year with BT, which was a, a major client win for us, of course, very excited about that. And that was working with them um, at their new headquarters in London, which they've just opened and they have a, a bespoke customer experience area. And we were working with them on the Smart City ex exhibit. And they had a vision actually for a model of London with Smart City data overlaid onto it. And we developed that design with them and delivered the um, kind of like Marvel Tony Stark experience, which is now there for all of their key customers to, to look at when they visit BT. Not open to the public, sadly. Hey, but you know, um, you never know. <laughs> you never know when you're going to get an invite exactly. from BT exactly. to, to come and look at the so good that was stuff. A big win for us, yeah. yeah. Well, our, our very own Tony Stark, right here, <laughs> uh, James Lee Burgess. Uh, if you're listening, I know, I know you're listening out there in California. I know you're listening out there in India. Uh, his website is uh, www.urban-xr.com. Well, there you go. That's that's where you need to go to find out more about what he's doing. But for now, let's see some more of this building. Yeah. Right. And here and listen to some more of this building. I'm seeing it, you're not seeing it, but I'll try my best to describe it. So we're in kind of the main ground floor hallway. Again, this from anyone who knows it, who's been sort of in, into any any kind of commercial uh, industrial building, this feels very much like you would expect one to feel, not like a school at all, uh, not like a college at all. And you know, it's it's wide, again, it's airy. There are steps up to uh, the uh, ahead of us the, to the main door. Uh, you've got yellow doors to the labs and the classroom, uh, and screens on the wall. Yeah, what's, the ne what's the next thing we really need? To, you really want us to see in this building that's going to be of interest? Well, I think um, it probably might be good to start on the top floor actually. But this this space is quite interesting because this is very much seen. The breakout spaces that we'll experience going up and down the building is quite. A, Obviously, as you say, there's quite a large area. The idea is that teaching and stuff would happen in these places. We're just about to start installing the furniture for the communal areas, which we are working on, um, Urban XR with um, Farrow, Waldorf and Farrow Interior Designers. So once that furniture goes in, these spaces will become classrooms or breakout spaces in their own right. So that's quite important for this, this area, for sure. And I think yeah, if we go to the top floor, we can look at some of the, um, the uh, sawtooth roof classrooms which are quite impressive oh yeah let's go and see those yeah. 
Uh, shout out there to Francesca Farrow. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we took a we always take a collaborative uh, approach to all the design work we do. So we collaborated with Fran on on the interiors on this project. Yeah. I mean, it was so exciting just just reading up about um, about this building and the level of not just pride that City College have in it, which is evident from what they write. Uh, on their own website, but the number of art number of articles in various journals and things you come across that uh, that are really sort of talking up the, the, the not only the collaborative but the the innovative way that it's been designed uh, is is really something special. Yeah, well, uh, coffee architects are very very well suited to the project. I mean, they've got a really interesting approach to how they work with light and filtering light through elevations. You can mm -hmm. see it's got a very innovative. Um, external facade well you know it's not it's not innovative in terms of how it's put on but actually the approach of cloaking a building with a veil yes to filter views in and out and give privacy and also sort of it feels very light in terms of its presence it on does, the campus it really does yeah and that contrasts with the uh, Creative Arts Building next door, mm -hmm. which is very much in a sort of, you know, a, a sort of barn vernacular. That's and right. It's, yeah. and it's black, very grounded, very mm -hmm. earth, earth-like. And then this, the idea behind this was to make it very much like a cloud, very sort of like, you know, technologically um, sort of eth ethereal, I suppose, in a way. Yeah, I mean, if you go on the coffee website, you can see how they've considered how the sun passing by will affect the building and, you know, the views, uh, the tree, at one end, uh, all sorts of things. It's impressive. Are we, are we going up? Or? We are going up again, yes. We're going up again? It's work, working the lungs, this one. Uh, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have got a lift. <laughs> right then, so what, I, what I'm going to try and do is I'll try and guide you through the whole thing. Ooh. So I'm not going to set it up for you. <laughs> or maybe I do have to do that, actually. <laughs> well, hang on a second, yeah. Well, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's give it a go, you know. <laughs> so, there you go. Right, now it's handed for so you could, um, listeners at home. You can this. tip the visor up, so like that. Ah, oh, I see. Okay, so you can get that company, just make sure it's... it's I'm little, assuming that's where it is. At the back. And that the battery isn't going to drop out on my legs. No. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, so push that down. Oh, there's certainly a chime. Oh my God. And right in front of me, I can see, it's very similar to having basically an iPad screen floating in front of my face. I've got a little blue window with uh, the Wi-Fi signal, um, something that's reacting to the droning on of my voice. That's volume 100, calendar, camera. Oh, uh, yeah, now. And I've now, I've, I, I flung my hand in front of my face foolishly, and now something's loading. So what have you touched, Mike? Oh, what have I touched? Well, indeed, that's the question. Now, if I so you've got um, in terms of interacting with the with the menus, mm -hmm. you kind of there's two things you sort of prod it your finger, so it's like pressing a button. Right. So, so if I wanted to close that, would I just and it did it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, so I, so the, the the headset is you've got cameras on top of the headset which mm -hmm. are scanning, so it's got a close scanner which picks up your hands in a lot of detail so it's always aware of your hand movements mm -hmm. but the thing to remember is that you need to just not do it too fast because you, it's kind of yes the, the key is like it's a bit like tai chi so you've got to be slightly deliberate in what you're doing mm -hmm. so it picks up your hand movements so ah. the, the the hand movements it, it realizes you're pointing a finger so pressing a button uh that's the main one and then 
I just saw a very interesting, um, my hands sort of appeared covered in uh, little uh, triangles. All went to, and now there's a, there's a, there's a line coming off my, f a oh, dotted yeah. line coming from my finger. That's all so, a hand ray. A hand, ooh. <laughs> So they, that can be used. It's like a little remote cursor thing. Ah. To select things using that, you can. There's a there's an action called the pinch movement, which is where you put your fingers together. Ah, and it's gone solid when I yeah. do the pinch movement. So you can use that to manipulate holograms mm. when you when you've got objects to move around. Right here we are. Thank you. Yeah. At the very top of the tree. We're at the top, and then we'll work our way down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can see that yeah. it's got the sawtooth element in here, which gives a really lofty it uh, feel does, yeah. to, to those studios. And uh, kind of, it keys it to the industrial feel of the building as well. Mm. And in fact, further down in the campus, there is one of the buildings in the middle of the site which has a sawtooth roof. So it kind of echoes that as well, All which right, is quite yeah. a prominent yeah, element. So this is the top floor. Mm -hmm. And there's yeah. a big cut back. So we can look down into the floor below. Yep. And there's always this feeling. I mean, you know, this is all coffee architects design, so I'm kind of waxing lyrical over there, over <laughs> there approach. <laughs> so yeah, you know, um, maybe they should be here doing this, but you know, in their absence, I shall, I shall try and explain. You're the man. Um, and uh, you know, so always, a, always a big, big focus on connectivity between classrooms and mm. spaces. So you're able to look down into this zone below, which will have um, tiered seating in for a breakout and informal presentations mm. when we get that furniture in and then full height glass to locations within these classrooms so these two classrooms can look over to each other for example and it just always focuses of course on this lovely tree yep. in the car park which is kind of like you know and I think in the in, in days past that was not really acknowledged in the way yeah. the buildings were laid out yeah. and one of the key moves for this was orientating towards that that lovely tree at the end there. So there's always this connection through to nature, which is important on sites like this. Absolutely. For sure. Um, oh, nicely framed by the window, as, as I'm sure was the intent. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, again, it's, it's that kind of classroom. That, yes, they're obviously sort of rooms, rooms for working in classrooms, if you like. Yeah. But they, again, they've, they've got that kind of multi-purpose feel that could be you know, uh, anywhere it could be a, a studio in a in a in a design company, design yeah, exactly. company, and, company and whatever. that feeling, feeling of an office environment. Was, yeah, as we said, very important. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Let's see where so else. As we walk back, as you get to the centre of the building, you get to these cutaways in the floor. Yeah, and again, yes, very very important. I would imagine for for get, moving the light, the light, the natural light around. Yeah, absolutely, to the centre mm -hmm. of the plan. Uh, but again, it encourages engagement with the other levels. Mm -hmm. You can see it down into other, other mm -hmm. classrooms. Um, so there's always this connectivity through the building, yeah. which kind of helps to pr promote that. Also, the idea of collaboration, because this building will be used by m pretty much well quite a few of the courses around the campus. So it's not mm. dedicated as such. Really? A lot of the T levels will be taught here. Mm. But the idea was always that uh, this would be used by students from the cab as well, because there's a connection across to the cab building, which we'll look at shortly. Right, okay, A brilliant. bridge element. And um, yeah, so for that feeling of collaboration and always working and cross-semination cross of knowledge between students is very important, um, which is why we also have, again, the wide 
communal areas here which will have various elements of furniture and seating in for students to break out into. So if we go down to the next floor. Okay. How do we get down there? Here we go. <laughs> More stairs. Stairs again. <laughs> That's all right. Gravity is this time. Gravity is our friend. And in the staircase here, we've got that lovely picture window, mm. which brings those trees into this space. Yeah, you can, all, all you can see out this, this big window here is, 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 is green and the unfortunate imprint of a bird who obviously wasn't watching where it was going. <laughs> Quite possibly, yes. Now let's have a look at this level. What level is this? Let's see more. See what we've got here. Wide, clean stairways and onto the second floor. Second floor. So second floor is, yeah, a lot of digital studios. Yep. Breakout so spaces. Exactly, more breakout spaces, kind of a, a repeat of the upper floor, but without the sawtooth roofs. Mm -hmm. And um, again, you've got the natural light coming up and down, and, and this one's in use. Yep. Some people working. Yep. Trying out things, testing, yep. testing content for lessons. Yep, sticking it up and on the uh, yeah, so screen there. On this floor, we have the, this is the bridge link to ah, the camp yes. building. Mm. So this was really important for the City College team. Um, and one of, the, one of the, we thought this would be a big challenge when we were developing the design up to planning, um, but actually it went very smoothly. Ah, thank you. <laughs> so this is a right, yes. bridge link. We are above the link between the Digitech factory and the Creative Arts building. Yes, that's right, yeah, so mm -hmm. students can you know, commute between the two, no problem. Yeah. And again, that pushes the whole creative collaboration aspect of the two buildings, which is technology and creative industries crossing over, which is mm -hmm. very important. Yeah, absolutely. It's really important to have those, those links in and, and not to suggest that they're in any, any way are, are separate entities, but make sure that, as you said, that collaboration flows. Yeah. Uh -huh. so a nice big window so you can see outside to the, uh, the surrounding campus but uh, yeah always full height yeah. windows and then with the um the perforated mesh facade covers over the windows at certain points and doesn't on others so you've always got this changing yeah view out of the building I so there see that there yeah we have the, a window which is fully glazed on one side and then mesh the mesh on extends the on the other side um so yeah so what's the what's the I mean you mentioned about is, is it about privacy is it just about changing the the, the the nature of the light that comes through? I think there's this feeling of a dynamic cladding uh, elevation really so mm. that you're constantly revealing parts of the building and revealing parts of the interior or the outside in different ways and it and I think it draws it draws your eye to those locations yes because you're because you're seeing a slight difference so you you're are. always yeah. intrigued about how that is it is looking or achieved from the inside. Um, and I think it, there's this idea that, you know, that's quite, the cladding is quite a precise and, you know, technologically produced piece of engineering. Yes. It certainly looks like So that, yeah. you're sort of got quite close to the cladding, so you're able to look out of it and see, see the world through that veil or that filter. Mm. Which you know you could kind of reference as pixelated as well. Yeah, it does. It does into... Slightly like Minecraft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's that idea of a sort of filter through the outside world, um, possibly a tech, tech, tech filter potentially. Yeah. I know at one point there was there was discussions about doing something bespoke uh, for the perforations, but you know you've got to kind of work within budgets and things like that. Of course. So 
that was, that was more something a bit more standardised, but it still works really well and fits in really well with the building. Yeah, and you can you, we can see as we, we, we're kind of standing uh, above uh, this this uh, drop, dress unfortunately. This the kind of what was the technical term? Avoid. Avoid. And then this kind of natural light that passes from the roof, and we can see right down to the ground floor, uh, and we're looking across into into the across the gap into the classroom. Whereas this chap might be coming and asking us what the blue yeah, glazed is doing. No, no, he's that's okay. Um, and you know, we can see the multi-use aspect of the classroom because we can see these racks of drawing boards, you know, with their slide rules, as well as you know these massive screens that yes, you know yeah. to make any PC owner jealous. Uh, and then the massive 4K screen on the end wall. But what a fantastic space to learn! That that's, that like, you're in somewhere that's so purposeful and doesn't kind of feel like it's like it's you know a, a stereotypical classroom. With uh, you know black paper on the borders and and the, and the like, he said, passing some black paper on the table there was a bit unfortunate. <laughs> wow. So yeah, this is one of the classrooms that faces the main campus. So. Yeah, you can see we can see through the classroom and out the other side, uh, you know the, the the rest of the campus. But you know what what draws my eyes that you know the multiple monitors on every desk that again mirrors that um, that real world experience rather than you know uh, the, you know. The, what you imagine more typically is the educational establishment, which is sort of crowded desks and one small monitor each, uh, which which is obviously a completely out of date uh, stereotype on my part. But yeah, I yeah, mean, the double monitors were. I mean, some of them do have single monitors depending on the use, but mostly it's double monitors for that yeah. industry standard approach, really. I mean, especially yeah. And this is a much larger classroom because there are times when they need to teach bigger groups, and so it's kind of probably almost twice the size of some of the other classrooms we've got here. So, yeah. Well, I would imagine, I mean, I'm no expert on coding, but I would imagine that you need to see both what you're, you're typing and you're coding and what the end result is. And, you know, for the lecturer to be able to see as well over your shoulder, you know, what's oh, happening yeah. and the impact it's having. Uh, and, you know, this is, this is, you're right, they're going to be teaching bigger groups because I would imagine this is going to be in a lot of demand because it's such a, I've never seen anything like it ever in, you know, yeah, in what any you can, kind of educational space. What you can see in this room, actually, which is really interesting, is the exposed services. So we've got oh, yes, you can see, yeah, that's Fresh right. air intakes. That are, so the, the, the cladding on the outside also helps cover up, you know, sort of vents and intakes for, for various things that we need for the mechanical and electrical solution, which was done by Clear Consulting and Design. They need a mention because coordination of all these exposed services is, you know, it's it's actually really hard, yes, it's, as opposed to putting it all behind a, a dropped ceiling. You know, yeah. suddenly the M and E becomes a key element. And but you know, we'll, uh, the design team. You know, I remember. You know, we were always fairly relaxed about big sort of tubes and vents <laughs> coming through spaces. As you can see in this room, yeah, there's can. four of them that are quite large, and they've, some of them have got insulation around them. But you know, they kind of look like space parts of a spaceship. You know, yeah, that's absolutely right. So we've got the, you know, the, the the tracks for for the cabling, and um, you're absolutely right because to get that kind of the level of exposure to the services, keep it aesthetic, keep it safe, is far far easier than just shoving it in a ceiling and putting absolutely, panels yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, if you mention exposed services to a mechanical electrical engineer, they normally groan. But Clear Consultant and Design didn't. You know, they, yeah. they relish it, and there's a definitely an art to it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really good. This is calibrating the headset. You have to keep your head and still. It's like chasing a <laughs> polygonal buzzy bee around the place. 
You've got to keep your head still, Mike. All right, sorry, yes. And you should use your... Because what it's doing now, it's, uh, it's tracing your um, eye movements. Because it's got eye iris recognition. It's like being the opticians. Yeah, so that's just... lens is calibrated. I, good. I always make changes in settings <laughs> if something doesn't look right. Right. Okay. Here it goes. So now it's bespoke to you. Done. Way. Well, hey. This is... QR code. That was a QR code off the phone, so that's how you, how you log into the... That'd be handy on the site. So you should see a big menu now. I have Trimble Connect. So what, what you're seeing now is you're connected to the cloud, so yep. the cloud server, Trimble Connect, and that's where all of um, Exoworks 3D models for Trimble are, are stored. Yeah. Um, so um, you probably got, I don't know, say Digitech Factory somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, Construct XR Digitech, is that That's one? it, yeah, I'd try that. Right, OK. Look at yeah. that, like a pro. Loading. I know. <laughs> and I'm not that young either. <laughs> so I've got a loading folder of the contents. And looks just like a, a, a basic Windows interface, the only difference being it's floating in front of my face. And hang on, I'm waving my arms around again, which you really shouldn't. <laughs> and so I've got lots of, sort of wire diagrams in, in, in this sort of nine window um, menu in front yeah, of me. Yeah, there's all the 3D models. I think there's one called Current. Is there a current, there's a current? folder called Current. Now I'm going to very gently without reach yeah. in and load the phone uh, the, now. I've got six, Ooh. six up. So. Right then, um, let me take a stab at what, is one of them, have you got little pictures showing what they look like? Yes, I have, I have, you know, <laughs> thank you for prompting me because I do have little pictures like a window icon uh, telling me what they look like. Right, so have you got like one that's multicolored Steel? Yes, I have. Good. I would give uh, just give that a whirl. Steel Anchor and Digitech uh, 201, 201020. Give it a go. Right, either or. That one looks interesting. I'm going to reach in and tap that. Yeah. Now, no. you've selected that. So now on the bottom right of that menu, mm -hmm. you should see a launch icon. I do, a little rocket ship. Is it green? Blue. Well, blue. It's blue at the moment. Right, try tapping that. And it's loading. There's a... Downloading um, and again with the little blue ping pong balls are rotating and so that's that, that's now loading the model into the headset. Wow, it's now it's now entrapped you in a looks like <laughs> a, a, a very uh, straight line obsessed spider has. Uh, yeah, so now the headset is scanning the environment, so it's probably asking you to um, air tap to place the model. Is that right? Uh, not yet. It's still okay. If you so hold your hand out, does it does it happen? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, so it's me. Ah, yes. Right, so... Now. Uh, have you got a ray coming out? Or can we just... Yes, I have. Right, so I would just um, do it so that the ray sort of plops down onto the floor next to you. And then and do this... Do this motion. Just do a, a pinch. I mean, it's, it, it's in front of me. It looks kind of oh. like it's been sort of uh, made with um, sort of painted matchsticks, but... Oh, you can see... You've got the model. See, oh, I can see it. Yes, sorry. <laughs> Again, great radio. Um, so and if I sort of point my finger, I can sort of yeah. So you can you can use the the the, the tap motion to grab it and move it around. So yeah, that's a that's a hologram of the structure. It is it's very impressive. And you can stand up and walk around it and stuff. Uh huh. Well, that's a very good idea. 
and stick your head in it if you want. Right. <laughs> ah, now then. So the good thing about that is, you know, that we, um, the hologram can be scaled up to any scale size, so you can make it a full size on site, for example, or you can have a meeting and everybody can look at the same model at the same time. You can also um, do remote meetings. So if somebody's got a HoloLens in Australia and you've got a HoloLens here, you can both look at the same model, which is quite, quite cool. You've lost him, mate. I know, into the world. <laughs> oh, yeah, because yeah, you can sort of retract it down and build it up down to sort of just the foundations and the footings and then back up again and, and oh, and it's just like that. Now, if you put your hand out like this, yeah, does it, does it give you a menu? It does. Can you press exit? There we go. Right, is it just giving you the... I've got a circle in front of me with two forces. Seven uh, different um, options. Has it stopped the? Because um, I think what's happened now. I can is... still see the wireframe. Oh, but it, it stopped trying to cut it in half and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. So now you can should be able to move it around more easily. The model. Right. I would ignore the menu for now. So you know you should be able to grab it and move it around a bit more. Is that working oh, better? Yeah. I, and indeed. Well, making it bigger. Let's see if we get that bit and. Oh, I'm right into, I'm almost, almost <laughs> on the stairs now. Um, yeah, so I'm moving it. I am actually walking <laughs> with this model, carrying it. I am slightly worried that what used to happen when I carried Lego models, I'm uh, you know, trying to do, some, do something like sit down and the whole thing will collapse. But no, it's, I'm looking down at the roof now, which was the, uh, the sawtooth roof that I've read a lot about. What a fantastic model. I think we'll, uh, we'll cut out the bits of me trying and failing miserably to uh, <laughs> engage with it like this. But this is, this is incredible. And I'm still very much obviously in this room. I can still see everyone in this room. I can still see where I was sitting. Um, and that is incredible. What? I'm like waving it around almost now. That's, that, is, that is amazing. I'm gobsmacked. I really am. And as my wife will tell you, that takes a lot. <laughs> yeah, before I think it was in a little tiny thing where it allows mm. you to um, focus in on different part of the building, whereas that was the right. that was the yeah. What's the that. best way to get you? Well, you deactivate this without breaking it. Tell you what, Mike, that's a first. That's the first time I've instructed somebody right through the whole process. Really, very very wow. well done. A first here in Eastern <laughs> Promise, folks. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. I'm sorry for that slightly sweaty now. Let's, let's move down one. Next level. When I was at university, Netscape was still a thing, so, you know. <laughs> For me as well, I think. Possibly. Yeah, <laughs> Windows 3.11 was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Windows 95 came out my first year, and it's like, well, you know, that gives it away. But um, it's like, ooh. Yeah, I know, it would have been love to, lovely to study in a space like this, for sure. Mm, absolutely. Right, have we been in this floor? Uh, we briefly, we briefly look, but there's a there's a banner here that, uh, oh, yeah. uh, you know, that's that's kind of lays out the 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 the, uh, the funders, Digitech Factory. Thanks, thank you to our funders. We've got New Anglia uh, for their work on the growth deal. Department for Education for the T Level Capital Fund. Department for I can get it right this time because I can read it. Department for Leveling Up Housing and Communities for the Towns Deal, supported by Norwich City College, uh, City Council, supported by Norwich City Council, City College, Norwich. 
And you know what a fantastic uh, job you know they've all done. The dream team. Yeah, I mean it's a. Oh, how do we get in here? Pull. There we go. There you go. Yeah, I mean it was. I mean actually thinking that this got went in for funding in 2019 to now be stood in a, a finished functioning education facility good. is pretty amazing. Oh, so the Lego room. Ah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. So the there Lego. is a Lego. Neil there Griffin, is. if you're listening to this, they've got a Lego room. <laughs> but unfortunately, our card won't let us in. Oh, is no. there any Lego They've in there? They've got a there? chair or something. <laughs> Doesn't look like there's any Lego in there yet. Oh, swipe. Maybe it's in the in the in the post. Oh well. Yeah. One of go. the things one of the things you can see in this room, Mike, is just hanging down above the meeting that table. Yeah. You see one I of can. those cubes. Yes. So it's like a, that's quite an industrial sort of work, it really warehouse and yeah. um, workshop kind of approach to servicing a, a, a table which is in the middle of a room. Um, yeah. So that just drops down from, from the top and is obviously done in yellow to match the yeah. colour scheme. The colour scheme is white and yellow. And it's, um, yeah, all the services you need are in there. You can sort of jack in for this sort of hanging cube with a, a hook for cables on the bottom. But, yeah, uh, so the, these are, that's quite an interesting, I'm not, I don't know what those are, but those look like right. they're training for circuit or maintenance of ah. um, uh, electrical installations potentially. Yes. Yes, um, there's, they're, they're, they look uh, very. They look like they have been uh, half inched from uh, the International Space Station. Um, yeah, big grey uh, box with a lot of buttons on. Buttons and a big button that marks stop. Um, and there's quite a few of those, plus some computers <laughs> in that room. Uh, yeah, so we're good to find out what that is. At some it's point. probably, for, you know, uh, it's probably for the best that we don't get to go in there <laughs> and start pushing buttons randomly, which now, is there, very tempting. There is a VR room around here somewhere. But there is. It was I think oh, in, six, I think it is. I think we're in process of, uh -huh. of something still happening, maybe. So, so is this? This is the second. Oh, there's the another link, another bridge another link, another bridge link, and there's there's sort of it's more. You can see more, more clearly what's uh, on the other side, the bridge link. It's like, uh, you know, ooh, and the automated yeah. lights are coming on. Yeah, so two floor links. Mm -hmm. But so it's, it's fairly, it's, you know, it's it, fairly straightforward. It's, it's, yeah, it's I mean, six I was, windows and, a, and two glass doors. I mean, when we were doing the design development, I was, because we, we, we ended up um, when uh, I think we were discussing how difficult that might be for a contractor. And in the end, Carter's did it without any <laughs> any fuss at all, which was amazing right. work from them. Because um, we, we worked on the project, doing the interiors, we were involved with it on site as well, mm -hmm. of course, and doing the Construct XR stuff. So that was nice to see the whole process happening. Yeah. But you can just, you know, it's, it's quite easy, even though it's completely empty. We're in the sort of middle of August, but it's quite easy to imagine this, this building alive, you know, full of people buzzing around. Oh, yes. The, room. Yeah. the one with all the. Uh, the, the, the grow boxes and boxes. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, that's an interesting you go. use for it, maybe. Use, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't well, look like any VR equipment I'm aware of. No, no, <laughs> that would be very, very bulky to put in your head. But even so, you can really imagine this sort of pushing with life and, and students coming and going, you know, uh, experts and professionals coming and going. Um, and I think the more, the more people like yourself we get in there, not the same, this is something you might want to consider, but sort of lending their expertise. You know, and, and uh, teaching students what it's lot really like yeah. to be in, in those professions, I think, would be extremely valuable. Exactly. Well, you know, we're in discussions with various colleges about how we might link up with them and talk to them about our work. Um, and of course, when we were doing the Construct Exile program, we did three or f two or three, I think, it was three um, outreach sessions with the construction students here. Mm -hmm. um, 
because that's one of the courses that we'll end up using the technology in here. Yeah. So the construction and tech. Well, there's an a there's a T level course in that as well, building yeah. surveying stuff as well. So. And I think there's another huge screen here, like there has been on every floor. Uh, the one on the second floor, has, uh, the first floor rather, was uh, giving out information about how to log in to your City College account. And, you, you know, it's almost like the, the House of Commons, there's sort of big screens everywhere sort of telling you what's on, what's happening and where you need to be. Uh, if someone said, bring me the head of Stephen Fry, then yes. they, they, you know, they've got their wish for here he, here he sits in the, in the, the, the main entrance, smiling beneficially down on, uh, at all the students as they come and go. Um, they're obviously very, very proud of that link. Yes. And that car alarm. And the car alarm for your audio. That, there you go, fantastic. But this, um, yeah, so this entrance area is, it, it, so the end of the building makes use of these double height. So we had the end, uh, the upper floors, which is a double height space. This, the entrance hall has got another double height experience as you come in. And that acts as a, you're sort of pulling in from the outside. So the outside is quite interesting. I think this space, if we just go out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The car alarm doesn't go off again. Yeah. This has been one of the major successes, I think, of the building. Yes. Is this um, extending out of the upper floors mm. by approximately a whole classroom length. Oh, yeah, more, definitely. Probably um, more. To create this kind of this plaza, yeah, which it's, is undercover. A covered area. Um, at the, sort of the first floor level, you can see the cladding, the, this very, the, the mesh cladding all around us. And you've got the, the two central pillars. But other than that, it's completely open apart from bike racks, a picnic table, and a dustbin. Um, and what a great space to sort of come and congregate while you're waiting for your next class or, you know, you've just left one class and, you know, whatever the weather, you can stand under here and, uh, and just natter or have something to eat or, or you know, yeah, pass the time of day. One of the, one of the parts of the brief that City College gave to the team was that um, there's this main uh, route down through the campus. Yes, I can, we can see it. Which is as the students yeah. walk along, up and down, sort of in a north-south direction. Mm -hmm. And this building was needed to act as a termination point. Um, so like a feature corner, but instead of having a, an expressive corner as such, yeah. the architects were very clever in terms of cutting the section back and allowing the space to flow under the building. Yes. Make this a destination point instead, as a, yeah. instead of using the building, turning the building or doing anything fancy, they'd cut away at the building volume to make this a, a key point on the on the route. So what's, what's directly above the kind of ceiling of this area? Is that another classroom or is that...? Yeah, I think, yes. So there's classrooms either side here. And then the double height space we were look, the, the space we were looking down into, I think, before is just above us here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, wow. it's slightly disorientating in terms of the plan because you think things are stacked up, but this actually comes out by two, two bays of the columns, which is, yeah, really quite unique. And, and right in front of us is that focal point tree. Yes. That's been sort of at the heart, you know, really kept at the heart of the building design. Yeah. Uh, and, and around that, the, Dead on the access, car park. On the axis of the, yeah, of absolutely. the main, the main route through the building. Um, and a lot of students arrive, you know, a huge amount of students arrive in this car park each day. Yes. Um, because the, the, the catchment area for City College is, is huge for North, yes, it is. in Norfolk. Um, so, you know, car travel is an, a necessity for some. And uh, yeah, so that acts as, you know, it's like a welcome sort of entrance as well for those mm. students that arrive and staff that arrive that way. If we just walk around this way, you'll be able to see, we can also see, so as the, the building was cut back in this location here, it's been pulled out. Yes, I, I, I remember seeing the, the, uh, the, the drawings online and you're right, it's, it's the, the, the ground has kind of been extruded out one side, hasn't it? Yeah, just to find a, to buy floor, more floor area at this point and make those labs 
which you can see that have been pulled out as well. They're, yep. they're, very, they're sort of quite long and high spaces, which is slightly different, yes, different yes, environments. So yeah. Wow, what a fantastic building, and it must be so must be so proud of you, such a, a you know a central part of, of making this happen. Yeah, well, I'm very lucky as always, as always, and honoured to be part of it. <laughs> you know, the hard work was done by you know the architectural team and all the other you know the the, the, the carters constructed it. Um, Clancy Engineer did the structures. Clear Consultant and Design did the M&E. Real did the costing, and I was sort of there corralling everything together, <laughs> um, which was uh, just very lucky wow. to do really, and be to see it from see it from the first um, concept sketches that Phil Coffey did. Yeah. And now to be stood in this uh, functioning building is, is amazing. It's one of the great things about architecture, um, which I, I miss slightly, I suppose, having moved into a different area. <laughs> but then again, my, the work we do now is a lot quicker and we can design things and get projects out and delivered to clients a lot quicker than maybe in building a very complex building like this. So it's, yeah. it's a different dynamic. A sure. different dynamic, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But yes. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's something that the, the whole region can, can be proud of, such a, a collaborative approach, uh, so many sort of partners' willingness to succeed, and it's, it's a real testament to what you can achieve when, you all, you know, when, when there's so many people working as a team with a, a single goal. Uh, and uh, congratulations on, uh, you're right, it must be wonderful to see something you've worked on just come to life like this. And by the time this goes out, it'll be fully alive um, with its first courses being run. Yes. Um, a couple of weeks yeah. into its, its first courses. So, yeah. James Lee Burgess, thank you very much. And again, congratulations on this building. And um, thank you so much for talking to us today and for showing us around. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for the opportunity. You're very, very, very welcome. Very enjoyable. Thank you. Thank it's you. Good to be back. Cheers. My thanks to James and all at City College Norwich for showing me around this unique, award-laden building and also for letting me try on a Trimble HoloLens headset. Some sequences were shortened to make James sound less like he has the patience of a saint, which he does, and to make me sound less like a blithering idiot, which I might well be. Not helped, of course, by Engineer 49 trying on the HoloLens helmet and figuring it out in approximately two seconds flat. Typical. This is the first bite of Sink the City 2022, recorded at the King Centre Norwich from the 17th to the 19th of November this year. Sink the City, that's sink as in synchronise, not as in submerge, is a peerless festival of creativity and collaboration. A mashup of Dragon's Den, The Apprentice and The X Factor, Sink the City drew in designers, entrepreneurs, engineers and students from all points of the compass, ready to scratch build a startup in 54 hours. Mentors were on hand to guide each team, ready for a final pitch in front of the public and five expert judges. I went along as an observer and I don't know what I expected, but what happened was this. Literally, this part here now is the calm before the storm. So just take a moment, breathe in and breathe out. There we go.
Right, so we're going to be, in a in very short time, we're going to be kicking off of the initial pitch. This is, this is kind of the exciting part of the event, that we don't pre-screen any pitches or anything like that, so we have no clue, you know, before the event. A lot of events like this, you have to submit your pitch before and get it approved. Over the last, I think we've been doing it seven years now, this is the eighth year, we've had 80 startups come through the process. We're going to be doing the real one-minute pitches, so if you are doing a one-minute pitch, you just have to queue up on the left-hand side here, and we'll get going. Hi, I'm Abu Kulwankar. I'm a process engineer for Anglia Water, number 29. Hey guys, I'm Wee, and my idea is about gamification of carbon credits. So what do you get if you save the planet? Maybe you'll be called Weirdo, or maybe Greta Thunderbird, right? Hi, my name is Tim. I'm pitch number three. I'm a coding instructor, and today I'm pitching you Boardroom, a platform for unpublished indie board games. Hey, I'm Tom, and this is oh, I'm pitch number eleven. Sorry, um, and this is called Plan My Trip, Travel Like a Local. Good evening, everyone. I'm Milan, like the city. I'm a training sister at Leeds Prior, and I'm number seven. Hi, I'm Milena, lucky number thirteen. My idea is for a community skills exchange platform. Hi, I'm Claire, number 10. I want to develop a menopause detector to help women get treatment as soon as it is needed. To do this, I need AI and data scientists, app developers and designers to help create a solution empowering women to continue being their best throughout their 40s and 50s. Hi everyone, I'm Joe, ditch number 31. I'm a trainee solicitor at Leeds Prior. So I've traveled all over the world. So I want to develop a website where local people can create itineraries and travelers can choose an itinerary based on their interests. Hi there, I'm Nick, uh, number 17. Uh, I like DIY. What I don't like is tricking around being cute, tearing off pair of sheets of paper, sticking them on the wall at home, and then finding that the final wall that I do looks nothing like what I thought it was gonna look like. So wouldn't it be great if there was an augmented reality app that had a catalogue of well-known companies' wallpapers that scans the room, scans the walls, puts the wallpaper on the walls and shows you what the entire thing's going to look like? Right, um, my name's Callum, I'm a developer, and um, if you want to buy, I for pitch number 35. Right. Hey, uh, I'm Matt, I'm number 16. Uh, so, my idea essentially is no name yet, eSports meets Hackathon. Good evening everybody, uh, I'm Alfie Thurban, I'm pitch number 22 and I'm a student at East Norfolk College. Hello, my name is Lila, uh, I'm a film student uh, from NUA and my number is number 4. Um, so, mood boards, storyboards and shot lists are essential for the pre-production of a film, for prototyping a project or for making any piece of art. Good evening, I'm number 21. My name is Paul. I'm a director of a software company, RD Research, based in Norwich. Ten years ago, we developed, subcontracted the design of the Amazon Return System. Hello, uh, my name is Henry, number nine, or just look for the tall guy. Uh, <coughs> you ever felt like you're drowning? Uh, really good at information, and you're trying to find out opening times or event listings online? Good evening, my name is Stephen. I'm a product manager for a fintech in London. Um, hands up if you've ever had to sit through slide after slide of chart data 
in meetings at hours of end. Keep your hands up if you found them exciting and interesting. Hello, I'm Karen. Anyone heard about analyzing? Raise your hand. Okay, anyone feels this is talking? No? Yeah, I also think so. Uh, number 12, uh, property hodl, uh, Jack Stewart. I work for Cambridge University. So my idea is a zero fees estate agency business. Uh, hello, I'm Adrienne uh, Lowry. I'm an exchange student from uh, UEA, so I'm from France, as you can tell by my accent. My name is Richard, uh, number eight. I've, I'm currently an uh, MBA student in the UEA. Before that, I lived in China for 17 years where I worked in the clinical research. Hiya, my name is Dan, number 25. Uh, what I'm pitching here is a very interesting idea. It's a form of escapism. Now, if I said to you the name Bear Grylls, I think most of you will know who that is, right? Hello everyone, I'm Julie, I'm a large business school student, and my pitch number is 26. Hey everyone, my name is Andre, and I'm a UEA business student as well. My idea um, entails implementing bio, uh, biometric tech into pre-existing BT street hubs. Pitch study soon, thank you. Hello, my name is Honey. And I'm Gemma. Um, we're from East Norfolk College, and this is Honey's idea about a recyclable app. The idea is to create an app which, where you can scan the item and it tells you exactly how to recycle it, where to recycle it, and if the item is recyclable. Good evening, Jenga City! Alright, I'm Bex, I'm number 18. Now, let me tell you a story. My friend Claire is a hairdresser. Hello everybody, uh, my name is Nuruddin, I'm number 30. So basically my idea is called Medic Vision, right? And it's all to do with medical shoots, which is what I am. Hi, uh, my name is Alan, I'm number 28. Uh, I'm also a medical student. Hypnotherapy is a mind-body intervention which uses focused attention and increased suggestibility in the treatment of psychological orders and physical disorders. Good evening, I'm Jess, number one. What percentage of people do you think lie on their resume? Well, one survey discovered that 51% of people are dishonest in describing their professional achievements. I'm looking to make personal painting resumes trustworthy by using Web3 technology such as NFTs to validate achievements. Good evening, everybody. My name is Sean. I'm a tech PR consultant. Um, my passion is doing something about the climate crisis and I've been thinking about ways we can reduce consumption of uh, things that we own. Hello, my name is Floyd. My idea is, um, well, let me tell you what the problem is. If you put your hand up, you've heard of seagrass. Catherine here and Tom will be having a look at those pictures and just do it, spending about five, ten minutes, a quick one, just to kind of go through to see. So often we'll have people pitching a similar idea, they might be merged together, or it's just a pitch that's not going to have legs, and so we'll get that down to 20. Do you want to turn your landing address? Because I, I, I know it begins with a Catherine, I knew it began with a K. Uh, Phonics Hero, CEO and founder, you are one of the mentors tonight and across the next next two days as well. What do you think of the pictures you've seen so far? Really good, very varied, um, which is exciting. Lots of ideas um, in the decentralized NFT networky stuff that I don't know about, 
um, so I won't be mentoring them. Um, it's great to see lots of female founders up there yes. with ideas um, and not just of one race. So that was really good to see. Very Diverse good, and, yeah. yeah, good cross section of people, young and old too. So that was fab. So what are you what are you looking forward to to most? If you have you, I won't ask you who, but have you got your eye on a couple? You think I would really like to work with those people. I do, and it's always it's always businesses that um, are closer to your heart, or you've got a bit of experience. I, I would probably want to work with a female founder if I'm going to work with anyone. Um, I like the menopause idea. I'm 41, so I'm like it's on my radar vaguely. <laughs> well, I'll, 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 let, I'll let you go because you're going to have a, a really exciting uh, w uh, weekend ahead of you. So thank you very much, Catherine. Abby Joseph, what was your pitch number? 24. So um, you've come from Cambridge, Cambridge Future Tech. Yes. It seems a slightly obvious question, but what brings you here? Obviously, it's in the city. It's an amazing event. There's a lot of people having, I want to have a lot of fun. I want to hear what people are building. So that curiosity brought me here. Um, is this your first one? Yeah, this is my first event. All right, fantastic. Yeah. So do you, li you live in Cambridge, yes? Yes, I live and work in Cambridge. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, um, it's going to be a, a crazy couple of days. And w w how did you find pitching? Was that a bit nerve-wracking or, or, or are you just glad, glad you've got it done? I mean, like, this was my first ever pitch that I have done in my life. And, <laughs> you know, I just... I just saw I just saw them handing out the numbers. I just grabbed one and you know I sort of pitched, you know, to get the fear out of my system. It was really nice. And the pitches here, it was absolutely brilliant. All the all the ideas that people have. I mean like it's crazy. I'm looking forward to the next three days. Fantastic. Have a, have a wonderful time. You too. Thanks very much. Cheers. Stephen Carter, Fox Smart. Yes. How did you find how did you find the experience of pitching? Uh, it was eye-opening. It's the, the most people I've ever pitched to or spoken to at once on the stage, so uh, quite nerve-wracking. So could you just run us through what your pitch was again? What was your number? Um, so I was number 34. My pitch was a ARBR data visualisation agency. You did a, you did a very, very uh, creative, very inventive uh, uh, take on survival in the wild. Do you want to just expound on where that idea came from? Well, the idea is, I think, I think oh, let's continue or... I think the whole idea is basically a lot of people are interested in the idea. If you look at YouTube, there are literally hundreds of millions of people that look at these types of videos. So basically, I wanted to introduce that into a kind of getaway experience, maybe like a holiday package or maybe like a kind of uh, escapism. I think it could be done for the average family. So, Daniel Tad, voiceover specialist. We, we better let him get on with it. And you're, good luck. Floyd Sayers, right. you were the, the last one. That must was that difficult to be in the queue, uh, waiting for your turn, knowing you'd be probably the last one up. I, I was quite relaxed um, until I went off script and started to sort of ad lib, and then there were so many things I wanted to get across, and the music was a bit of a distraction <laughs> because I was, and then it came on again. <laughs> I didn't expect it to come on again, but um, no, I you know I've been. I, I think this is my fifth one. And uh, I've been involved in teams that have uh, done really well in the past. Um, I've always pitched ideas, so I thought, you know, definitely going to pitch again. And it does help if you're last. Yeah, it's kind of like the, the, the thing, you, you either want to be top of the bill or, or the, 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 the famous name with and at the end, and Floyd Sayers. <laughs> I just hope that the idea came across, um, but we'll see. Uh, Sophie Ross, UX designer and student, it says on your on your lanyard. Who are you planning to vote for? Um, I can't share that information. 
That's fair enough. It's it, This is obviously a highly secretive process. A secret ballot. I like your style. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, I think I've read them all now. <laughs> but now I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, so we should have number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number nine, number ten, number twelve, number thirteen, number sixteen, number seventeen, number eighteen, and numbers twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-five, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, thirty-one, We've got those 20 with all the votes. They used Diddlywinks to vote in a jar. And now the mentor team are deciding based on those votes and their own sort of opinions on what could be successful, what's the top 10 ideas that will be taken forward to the next stage of team formation. Are you really excited or is it sort of like, uh, it's like Christmas, it comes around every so often and it gets a bit... Oh no, actually, well, this, I mean, yeah, this is... It's all going super smoothly at the moment, so which is oh really God. good. Normally, <laughs> this is quite a stressful time, um, but all those had really good one-minute pitches, so it's a bit of a problem. A bit of a problem, yeah. So it's actually, I would say definitely the best one-minute pitches we've ever had. So it's a good problem to have. Um, yeah. So now, yes, all, all the team, mentor team, are deciding which ten to take through. Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this goes. Uh, John Fagan, have a fantastic couple of days. Um, it's it's looking really enjoyable already. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully see you later. You yeah. will indeed. Thank Through you very the much. whole process. You will. Right. Yeah, cheers. Julie Schofield, Head of Business Partnerships for the UEA. Um, UEA, obviously a key sponsor of this event. What are you hoping to get out of it for the university and, and what are you hoping to see? Okay, so actually UEA are a co-founder of Sync the City. Well, yes, so course. we've been involved ever since it started eight years ago. Um, it was a, a, a chance conversation with John Fagan. Uh, basically, he wanted to set up a hackathon, but he didn't have any resources to do it. So we combined forces to create something to bring together the tech community, uh, students, and to create something that we had no idea what it was the potential was going to be. It turned into an eight-year journey that we hope will continue. The Why do UEA get involved in this? It's a fantastic opportunity to bring together a diverse audience of students, experience, tech, designers and the business community to disrupt, innovate and create the potential new businesses of the future. Well, I've just been speaking to someone who's come from Cambridge, especially to take part, and it was his first event, but he'd already heard how legendary it was. Does that, that, must, that must feel pretty good. That is, that's fantastic. Uh, I mean, we've got so much support. I think we've invited Tech City. They've come up from London. They've participated in the event. And actually, they said that the, the key ingredients for this event is the collaborative nature of the fact that the tech community, the business community, education and public sector come together. They give their time, they give resources to create something that has impact on an individual level if it's new skills, new contacts, but it creates businesses. Not to get overly political, but we've heard in the autumn statement today about how universities are going to be the focus 
uh, going forward of investment. Uh, again, that that must feel pretty pretty good and, and pretty pretty uh, buoying. Uh, buoying is that a word? It is now. Write that down. <laughs> must feel pretty good that univer- the role of universities in innovation is being uh, more more uh, concretely recognised in government. I think it's absolutely critical and I think it is about how um, universities um, can collaborate to bring out the research, the technical skills that are being developed there, access to talent, let's influence the degree structures, let's look at how we can work with industry to actually innovate and, and actually generate clean, inclusive growth. Well, that's so important, and it's it's going to be a fabulous couple of couple of days, I'm sure. Uh, and I I know it's great that UEA have, have been driving this from the start. Julie Schofield, thank you. When your name is called out, you are a winner of this whole process for this first stage. So when you come out, I think we're going to probably ask you to celebrate, obviously, and then maybe go into the mentor room for a bit, and then you get meet your mentor, and then we'll then do the team formation bit. So, over to you, Tom. Thank you. Yeah, yeah again, here I am as the nasty guy who's kicking people, you know, crushing people's dreams. I'm not that guy, I'm a nice guy. They just made me do it. But there has to be just 10, and here are the 10 that you have voted into Startup existence. Okay, so I, I'm sorry, I don't have names written on this piece of paper, but I, so I've got idea number one. That's the NFT resume. Right. Number one. Calling number one. Your time is up. That's it. Thank you. Come down here, and you're going to be mentored by James Adams. Uh, okay, the next one we've selected is number. Three, the boardroom. That was ten. And uh, that's when we go to invite Adam. Okay. Uh, n- next one is uh, number ten, the menopause early warning system. Uh, 
Reality bites for our teams, and the size of the challenge in front of them comes into focus. And, if the pressure of the giant countdown clock wasn't enough, the judges arrive. And now... Aesop, he of fabled... Uh, fables, said this. Gratitude turns what we have into enough. So let's all bow our heads and give thanks for this week's edition of... Crowd Sorcery. Yes, Crowd Sorcery. Last week was Thanksgiving in the USA, so it's an excellent time to ask you, my Crowd Sorcerers, for what, where or whom in the East of England you would like to give thanks. I want to give thanks to my wonderful, long-suffering and extremely patient wife, Sally. My friends and family, including Engineer 49, Wavelength Wizard Extraordinaire, everyone who has been or will be on the show and the lovely listeners to Eastern Promise, without whom this would all be pointless. But what about you? Well, Tom Abbott of Green Easy makes it easy. Family and friends. Thank you, Tom. Short and sweet, as indeed am I. To Simon Blackwell next, a previous guest on this very show and founder of Hemp Innovations Limited. Simon also offers his thanks to his long-suffering family, namely partner Celine and son Dylan, without whom Simon says he would have really struggled to keep going over the last four years. Simon says a massive thank you to James Adams and Tom Wood of Axella for taking a punt on his project. James and Tom, you cannot know how much Simon appreciates your support. And finally, Norfolk itself. Simon can't count the number of times that he's longed for nothing more than a stroll along one of its windswept beaches or a wander through ancient city streets. Here's the next few years, says Simon, and many more things to be grateful for. Well, amen to that. And if you haven't heard my chat with Simon, 
please do check it out. It's probably one of the most moving personal stories I've yet had on Eastern Promise. You can find it in your podcast feed or at easternpromise.podbean.com. Moving on to a much more recent guest on the show, David Powells, Norfolk champion and journalist of more than 20 years standing, who says, It's got to be the people, Mike. I've seen that loud and clear from these last few months, receiving so much support, kindness and care from others. That stretch from my amazing wife through to many people on here, all of whom will know who they are. Thank you, David, and I look forward to welcoming you back on the podcast soon. Meanwhile, Floyd Sayers, recent Sink the City participant and active seating guru, bringing more movement, energy, productivity and well-being to your workspace. A big, big thank you, says Floyd, to Dennis Pardo, my Qigong teacher. Our flow motion movement for change, active working philosophy for the workplace, has been influenced by his wisdom and teachings, which focus on mental health, long-term well-being, posture, breathing, mindfulness, exercise, balance and movement. Check him out, says Floyd. That's at www.movelifebetter.com forward slash Qigong in Norwich. And that's spelt Q-I-G-O-N-G-I-N Norwich. And finally, Tim Smith, course director at Tech Educators. Tim is also thankful for his long-suffering wife and family. He's also thankful for James Adams for putting tech educators in Tim's life and giving him the opportunity to do something he really cares about. And that in itself is gold dust, Tim. Vatsavaye Priyatham Farmer for being the best colleague in the world and to whom I apologise if I haven't got that right. And Liana Lucas for teaching Tim so much about the world and quickly becoming Auntie Liana to his children. I have to say, there are a lot of A, long-suffering wives and family out there, and B, a lot of people thanking James Adams. Thank you all for those. Next week, all the world's a stage, as we found out your favourite theatres, playhouses and live performance venues. Head over to LinkedIn if you want to add your choice. And that's it for episode 44 of Eastern Promise. I've been Mike Rigby. Thank you as ever. To the titan of the transistor, Engineer 49. To James Lee Burgess of Urban XR and the good people at City College Norwich. To John Fagan for inviting me to come and cover Sink the City 2022 and all the people who didn't run a mile when I stuck a microphone under their nose. But most of all, to you for listening. You could be doing anything with your time and I am really grateful you're choosing to spend some of it with me. I'll be back next week with Nigel Cushion and Charlotte Pounder of Nelson Spirit. But until then, bye for now. Uh, I think I read them all now. <laughs> but now I'm not sure. <laughs>